Eternal Journals is a podcast brought to you by Hipsters of the Coast and Cast Haven. Really good, Zach. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, well, uh, good enough. Uh, I didn't get to play any Magic this week, but uh, what did you get up to? Uh, I actually did get to play Magic this week, and it's a good thing, because I've had just like an absolute crazy week at work. So it was nice to last night be able to get out to the weekly and play some Legacy. Um, so I played the uh, the mono black deck, or mostly black deck, that I talked about last week and that we have uh, in last week's show notes. All right. Um and I and I did pretty well. I did I went 2 and 1. Uh you know, which is, you know, I guess the second best you can do. <laughs> um in our three round weeklies, but yeah. I, I beat uh Dead Guy Ale and the Reduke Bug deck and lost to Shardless Bug. Um the uh one of the interesting things was that the I played Dead Guy Ale in the first round. He is pretty much on the same plan, but he has multiple colors and just like my ability to like use wasteland uh, against him and him not being able to use it against me was really like I was able to keep him off white or green at various times in the game, which kept him off things that would have made my life miserable. Yeah. Um. So it was interesting to what I think the black deck sort of lacks in raw power from only having one color. It really makes up for consistency because it's sort of like I've got six accelerants with the chrome moxes which are always good because they always make the right color um and i've got six discard spells like eight removal spells it's just like it does everything so interchangeable you know so whereas like a card like stoneforge mystic would be cool you know at least i don't ever have to worry about getting my stoneforge mystic killed and then wasted off white like he did yesterday yeah so. yeah i mean stoneforge mystic probably goes down a little bit in the current meta because of the fact that there's so much removal so many people playing black and there's also so many um what's called uh so many discard spells just out there in black yeah. to be played right like so i think stoneforge mystic probably ticks down a notch or two on the like what i'd like to have list yeah, um, so I, I won that, uh, play, went on to play Shardless Bug, which I lost. Um, I kind of didn't have the greatest hands, didn't match up very well against him. He got to get off a couple of Ancestral Visions, which is pretty bad against your like attrition deck. Um, in game two, I boarded in both of my Pithy Needles just to stop things like Jace. Um, and I actually opened both of them, so... I kind of like looked at my hand, which was like was two pithy needles, a couple lands, a couple threats, and I was like, "Yeah, these both aren't great, but let's just see what happens if I do this." Fetch the swamp, played a needle named Fluted Delta, and I did get him because that was his nice. only fetch land. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, was not able to assemble enough pressure before he found a way to get all of his colors online and just like you know, sort of pull ahead. So I think that's a, I think that's a tough matchup for any deck that's trying to grind out because they're going to grind you out pretty easily. Yeah. People got to learn um, to diversify with their, with their fetch lands. You just can't run, you know, the, the, the four that you think are the best for your deck. 
Yeah, I actually have Polluted Delta in my deck, so I got to take those out because it's probably <laughs> the best land. I mean, it's probably the only black land I would ever name with Pithing Needle just because, like, sometimes you're playing against Storm and you're like, well, if they can't get mana, <laughs> I might yeah. not die, and then you can needle that. So um, just I just name had lines I whatever diamond. random. <laughs> we can't name lines. Yes, That's what I'm saying. Don't name lines I diamond. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, uh, so yeah, um, I guess I wouldn't have Pithing Needle against Storm, but there's other there's other decks. But anyway, um, and then I played against the Reed Duke Bug deck, and that was just a slaughter. Um, I just, you know, I match up pretty well against Trinae Nemesis with with uh, six Edict effects in the main deck. Yeah. So as long as I can keep the board clear, otherwise, um, it's usually pretty pretty okay. Um, the one thing I want to talk about from this match, though, was the impact of the card Gifted Aetherborn. Um, and I want to start a little discussion here about the about Death Touch as an ability. So Gifted Aetherborn is black, black, fur, two, three, with Death Touch and Lifelink. And Vampire Nighthawk has existed, but, you know, one mana and Legacy, you know, is like a, a whole game's worth of difference at times, right? Yeah, we talked about this last week. It's like three, right. three different, three mana and two mana. It's just such a giant difference. So what happened with this card was that I was able to put him in a position where he got a Tarmogoyf down, and if he attacked with it, I would gladly block because I had like Mishra's Factory and uh, Dark Confidant and all sorts of stuff like that to just go back at him. Sure. Um, or if I didn't block, I would just I would just basically negate his Tarmogoyf and clock him, right? So he's looking, he's like doing math, and he's like, eventually I just fatally pushed his Tarmogoyf. But like, it was just an interesting thing where he would he would attack, I would I would let it go through, I would attack back, I would kill whatever other thing he did or stop whatever other thing he did, um, and then you know he'd be in this position where I'm just continuously gaining life, and you know, his clock is just, is is just very reduced. And I just, you know, kind of am able to ignore it. So, um, I think that it's a little underrated as an ability death touch, Mm -hmm. um, especially on a two, three. And I think that there's another card we can talk about that came up in uh, a deck list. We saw a deck that's near and dear to your heart, which is rug tempo. That is, uh, that is also a two, three with death touch ostensibly. Right. Yeah, of course. So that's the the Narnum Renegade, right? Um, which is green for a one two with Death Touch, and it has Revolt. And if you activate Revolt, it gets an extra plus one plus one counter. Uh, this appeared on a or a this week in Legacy deck list uh, called Tempo Zoo. I guess this is out of France. And I guess the question I have for you, Zach, is does compared to something like Nimble Mongoose, right? Is the fact that you're you're getting in for two, and then if oh, they stick a blocker, me. oh sorry, how about now? I don't hear a word you're saying. Oh no, nothing, 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 nothing. Hmm. There you are. You're back. All right, I'm back. All right, okay. go 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 again. We'll take we'll take it from the top here. You're saying does what? Um, does let's say because this is like let's say this is probably almost always a two three because you're probably gonna fetch right. So you're getting a 2-3 on turn one, and they have a couple choices. They kill it, right, which is whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. They've answered your first creature. Or you're getting in for two for a while, and then if they play a blocker, this thing just turns into a removal spell, right? (laughs) So is that something that you think 
the rug deck could use. Well, I'll say this. This card is better than Sky Shroud Elite, right? Like, that's right. a card I've, I've thought about playing, especially during, like, the, you know, the, the Kurt Ape, Kurt Ape uh, was, was played for a little while in, in Rug Delver um, instead of Nimble Mongoose because people were playing Treasure Cruise and they had to figure out a way to make, you know, this deck work. So Kurt Ape became a card that they were playing. So it's not off the board completely. Sorry, off the off the table completely, I should say. Um to uh, say, you know, this this two uh, a two three with death touch is is bad, right? It's, it 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 actually seems like it's a pretty good card. So, I I I'm not sold yet. Um, I think that the card. Uh, I mean, I need something else on this card. Uh, but for one mana, I mean, a a two three with death touch is pretty good. So it, it's it's tough. Uh, I I like that this card also just like by itself you don't need to actually proc it to um you know kill off a lot of the cards that uh, you're gonna have trouble with normally in Rug Delver which is like a lot of the Eldrazi stuff mm -hmm. um you know taking four damage or sorry three damage from a uh what's called a Smasher is yep. is tough but at least it's off the board you know. Yeah, and it's only two damage because it's two three. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm saying like if you just throw this down without revolt, like just oh, to, oh, I see just to throw yeah, it in. Yeah. So I, I think this card it, it it it's interesting, right? Like this could be a card. I wish there was more room in the sideboard for for something like this because I would probably play like two or three of these in, in a sideboard and just be like, well, let's see what happens. I might need these. I might not. Um, with fatal push being around though, it's tough because like you're trying to play spells that get around being fatal pushed right and i think that's the weird that's the tension there right because nimble mongoose is very good against fatal push yeah in that it comes down turn one and they can't kill it right but the way they beat it is by playing their own fatal push resistant jerk like uh um Gurmag angler right mm -hmm. yep and that's see the thing the problem i guess there would be that with nimble mongoose like that's just a chump blocker once Whereas this card, you know, a Gurmag Angler comes down, you're attacking into it probably because you're probably ahead based mm -hmm. on the kind of deck you're playing. And you're putting them to the choice. Do I get rid of my 5-5 five, five and six cards from my graveyard? Um, or do I just keep taking two? Yeah. And how long till I'm in, you know, double bolt? This deck has two chain lightnings in it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a thing you could do, right? I I'm wondering if this, is, if this is the kind of card that could resuscitate an archetype like Zoo. You know, it could. Like, I mean, is it gives, better than Wild Nacatl in, in Legacy? Ooh, is it is it better than Wild Nacatl? Um, I don't know, man. Sometimes that just one or two damage is so huge. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, it's just it comes down to like how many one mana two threes can you fit into a deck? You know, is this better than Matenda Lion? Yeah. Uh, is it better than Savannah Lion? Of course. Is it better than Curd Ape? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll say it's better than Curd Ape. Um, well, you're probably using a fetch to activate your Curd Ape anyway. Yeah, exactly. Make... <laughs> so. Um, but is it, yeah, it comes down to, like, what, you know, you definitely play Curd Ape and Zoo up until this point, right? So I think you play this over Curd Ape, um, because it's pretty easy to make work. Like, on turn two, if you want to bolt your opponent or bolt your opponent's creature, bolt goes to the graveyard. Here you go. I've got a. I've got this Death Touch guy here. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like so, Zoo is a very um aggressive deck. It's not very reactive, and Rug is a reactive deck, right? 
So it comes down to like, do I play a deck? Like this could actually replace Tarmogoyf, as far as like a a card in in a uh, in Rugdelver, and you could just play three one mana creatures. Yeah, I mean that's that's a legit. There's a case to be made there, right? Because Tarmogoyf will never kill. Well, I shouldn't say never, but very it would be very hard for it to be able to kill cards like Gurmag Angler or um, Reality Smasher, yeah. right? And at least you get them off the board, and that's enough for you to, if you have your Delver or Mongoose backing it up, to just get through that extra damage. Or you play more burn. Right? Or or you you go the other route and you say, I'm going to overload my opponent with creatures, and you play this, and you play Tarmogoyf, and you skimp on some of the um, counter magic in that deck. Right, so this the, the deck in the, here has twenty six instants and sorceries okay. with four delvers, and to me, I mean, the, the appeal of rug is that you usually have what, like thirty, so yeah. you're always flipping your delver. But twenty six, you know, he's got a Miri's Guile, which you probably don't need. You could just make that another spell. Sure, <laughs> could make it an um, RM Renegade if you wanted to. He's got to max out on Renegades. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I just, uh, I just am thinking, like, would you play in rug one mana? I mean, let's assume it's let's say it's green, but it would be red. This does two damage to your opponent every turn. Sacrifice this, destroy target attacking creature. Hmm. <laughs> right. It's tough, right? Because you still have to. So the the other, the weight on the other end of that uh, scale is Chalice of the Void. Yeah, or True Name Nemesis. <laughs> yeah, or True Name True Name Nemesis is super bad because you cannot. You know, Death Touch doesn't really matter to Trinity Nemesis. He doesn't care. He is the honey badger of this format for sure. Right. Um. So, uh, man, it's so tough. The only the only reason I would play a card like this is if there was a really creature heavy meta. Um, which I think you could say we're in. Right. Yeah, we're in a creature heavy meta. Ah, oh, man. You know, uh, so, <laughs> oh man, this is really, this is a tough, I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up to me, because I completely overlooked this card. And we did not review this card, and there was no chance we were going to review this card. No, That's no. what's so funny about it. <laughs> this went right by me, man. Like, I did not see this card at all, and, and the, the first time I heard about it was earlier today, when you were like, hey, this card, and I was like, huh. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's crap, and I was like, oh, Death Touch, Death Touch is okay. It's a Curd Ape with Death Touch. I'm like, well, Curd Ape is pretty good by itself. It was Curd Ape was playable um, during Treasure Cruise Winter, right? Like as, as a non Star as a non goose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it won a Star City Open, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I was there. there I was SCG Chili. Yeah, you know, like so. There's, yeah, I don't know. I think I would try this. You know, like I I was prepared to come in today and tell you that uh, I'm going to start taking playing Miracle seriously. But I think tomorrow I'm going to try the uh, Narnum Renegade. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i interested in buying this. So, uh, full disclosure, I built an extra deck for yesterday in case someone wanted to borrow one. And I built Zoo. And I didn't see this till today, but I was in, like, Zoo mode a little bit when I saw it. And I was like, ooh, this might be better than Wild Nacatl. You know, because Wild Nacatl, especially here in Utah, which is, like, true name nemesis Eldrazi land, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it just gets outclassed real fast. But this thing is going to just plow right through. And I have experience now with the power of Death Touch just to force terrible decisions on your opponent. Um, if you're an aggressive deck and your stuff has Death Touch, you know, they can't 
there's no more like I'm just going to stick my Tarmogoyf and that's the end of your game. Yeah. You know, like it would be if it, this was a Nimble Mongoose or a Wild Nicotle. But, you know, we have to take into account that Fatal Push is a is a is really I think impacting the meta pretty pretty heavily and Nimble Mongoose beats that. So yeah. maybe you play you said this with Mongoose. So maybe your zoo deck is if you're if you're playing Revolt or going for Revolt, you're probably playing extra fetch lands, which is just good for your mongoose anyway. So now yep. you've got a new kind of aggressive deck, right? Green based aggressive deck. I mean, you could even so it's funny because so when uh, what was it Eldritch Moon came out? I really looked at Gnarled Dryad, Gnarled Wood Dryad for a while because yep. that's that's the plus two plus two for Delirium, and it's the same you know same thing. It's a one, it's a green one one with Death Touch, so it would have been a three three with Death Touch. And I, I looked at this card and I said, would I play this card? And I, I didn't think I would, but now looking at the Gnarlwood Dryad, this that doesn't look too bad either. So yeah, and the question is, what's easier to attain and how? what's the difference in the payoff? So Revolt is probably way easier to attain than Delirium. It is, right? for sure. But you only get a two-power creature. This is a three-power creature, yeah. but you have to attain Delirium. So here's what you do. You do fetch land... Lotus Petal, <laughs> oh, man. Narwhal Giant, and this thing, and then next turn, you ponder and bolt, and now you've got two Death Touch guys worth five power coming yeah, across. Yes. I mean, no one's going to do that, but, you know, it's it's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I mean, I, the other thing I'll say about the Renegade over the over the Dryad is that it does work well with Hooting Mandrills, and Hooting Mandrills is, is a real card now. You know, you can they, they play along, whereas like Deliriums and Hooting Mandrills also don't play along very well. So you could you could remove Nimble Mongooses from your deck and play the Narnum Renegade, uh, and and still have uh, what's called a uh, Tarmogoyce in your deck, and still have and, and play uh, Hooting Mandrills in your Delver deck, and you can you know the all these cards work together. That is a, another good point, right? Because the Revolt will fill your graveyard with. Fetch lands, and then you just exile them to your uh, to your to your apes, and now you've got so maybe you've got fourteen creatures in your rug deck now, right? Yeah, I, and the I, other I nice thing is it's it, uh, what's called a uh, rest in peace doesn't worry about revolt. It's if it leaves the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. People people side in rest in peace against rug delver, and it is brutally efficient sometimes. Oh yeah, I mean a reason to play spell snare, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I like I like this idea. I actually think that I've talked myself into it by bringing it yeah, up for you yeah, for the yeah. show. And I'm just thinking like, there's a couple directions you could. This this card is it's what I like about it is that it's subtle. But you think about what your what your you know weenie aggro deck suffers against, and this cleans up a lot of your problems. Yeah, I think I think uh, you've you've changed my mind. I'm gonna try a Narnum, Narnum Renegade this week. Uh, over trying to play miracles, so uh, you've you've succeeded in swaying me to to the renegade. Why? <laughs> why would you be resistant to playing miracles? Well, let's, let's, let's start another. Let's start another conversation. I'm not resistant to playing miracles. It's just that it's not my flavor. You know, like I I like to. I also you know I work all day and I go and have to use my brain to play magic. I have internalized what Rug Delver is. I know how to play that deck. You know, if I have to learn the format a little bit every couple of months, that's fine. But if I have to uh, play a new deck after working all day, 
and learn the new deck and learn the meta, it's it's really tough for me. Uh, I, I I burn out pretty quickly. And if I don't do well in the first couple of rounds, I, I'm almost always out of there. Yeah. I was just bringing this up just because I have that conversation with myself fairly often. I feel like I should be playing Miracles, but after a long day of work and watching kids, I really just want to, like, you know... I don't know, play some vampires and just get in there, right? Yeah, it, it sucks to say I want to just have fun, but... <laughs> so I don't want to play Miracles. You know, shout out to Tim Apkinar on that one. Um, yeah, right, but, uh, all of our other friends who play Miracles. Yeah, Miracles is a great deck. It's pretty much still the best deck in the format. I, I mean, I, if I were playing in a GP tomorrow, I'd be playing I'd be playing Miracles. I'd, ma- I'd make sure I played Mentors, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I tried, I tried my hand at the Legends version of the deck, and that is a very skill-intensive deck, and I think that um, it's the better Miracles deck if you if you are very skilled in in both the format and the deck itself. But mm-hmm. man, uh, Mentor is just easy mode, man. I I didn't really realize it until I tried playing it, and I was just like, wow, this is great. It's three mana for this thing. If you don't kill it, you lose the game in a turn or two. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, this Nightware tournament in a second, but. I wanted to. It was a 68-person tournament out in Los Los Angeles. 68th place. They 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 do this great thing where they post all of their uh, decks down to last place. 68th place was Esper Mentor. Ooh. So after after I had a pretty busy day at work, I started doing some show prep. I was reading what was going on. I looked on the source a little bit, and I saw that there was actually a discussion about taking like going down to three counterbalances in Miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's so much abrupt decay out there, people are prepared for counterbalance. I was wondering if uh, if it was if there was now space for a non miracles mentor deck that used maybe some of the same engines, like you know maybe even something like Standstill or Ancestral Vision to draw cards, and you just use Terminus to keep the board clear. I mean, it came in last place in this tournament. Yeah, That's I would say according to sixtieth place Esper mentor deck, the answer is no. But uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, it would be cool to see. It would be cool to see a mentor deck. I mean, I watched the Vintage Super League also a little bit today, and uh, you know, just the mentor decks in Vintage are so strong. It'd be great oh. if we have to play counterbalance with them. I mean, they can always just let us have gush back, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, the Esper mentor deck. I wonder. I guess the, we don't get to see the all the deck list though, right? Uh, no, just the top. I, yeah, I wonder if it, it plays uh, Gitaxian Probe, being that that's no longer a card you can play. In in uh, modern, you know, uh, Esper, uh, sorry, Mentor itself is, is just a gr- really awesome card with uh, Gitaxi Pro, but they also also exist in weird spots. Like you want to protect your Mentor, so you generally want to cast Gitaxi Pro first, but you also want to get value out of your Mentor, so you want to wait sometimes and cast it and be like, and what's in your hand? You're like, oh, it was removal. Oh no. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm not playing this mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you or, or you like I'm saying, you throw the mentor on the board, and then you look at your opponent's hand, and you see that that was a mistake. Well, that's what that's what happens whenever I play Monastery Swift Spear. Yeah, I like 44th place is is Thought Lash combo. Oh yeah, I wish we had this list. I I played against the Thought Lash combo somewhat recently, and it basically is like a dude who plays a deck full of like trash, but because Thought Lash uh, prevents damage. Uh, and removes cards from your from your deck. They basically just try and get to a uh, what's called a to a lab maniac, and then uh, they throw down lab maniac. And the very second that uh, you try and kill their lab maniac, 
they uh, thought lash and prevent as much damage as they can and cast brainstorm and win. Yeah, or tap a top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to play that deck too. <laughs> There's one with skill borrower where you just like flip, you know, just get a skill borrower, then exile the top of your deck until you see like an Emrakul or whatever it is. I forget what the actual combo is, but yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Forty fourth place. I mean, <laughs> this guy beat, you know, Thoughtlash guy finished ahead of Bug Delver. Sneak and show. It must feel so good. I mean, it's 44th out of 68, but... I mean, he beat any other... Let's see, is there any Rug Delver deck in here? There's no one playing Rug... Uh, the Canadian Thresh at 63. Jeez. Um, I don't see any any Rug Delver decks in this uh, in this list at all, which is, you know, that's upsetting for me, but we, we know that that deck is, is in a, is an odd spot. Oh no, there's Canadian Th- Threshold at seventh place. So we've got we've got a real uh, a real play a real deck over at, se- at seventh place. So that's that's not so bad. The seventh place Threshold list has uh, two creatures. true names. Yeah, two yeah. true names. One Run Aurora, one Counter Spell. The Jonathan Alexander build, I think, is his is his name. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the uh, the main deck Counter Spell, but I do like a main deck Winter Orb. Uh, I think that the deck kind of needs it right now to be good against its bad matchups, which are uh, uh, lands. Obviously, is a bad matchup, and people are playing le- a lot of that now. Um, it, it helps against Eldrazi because they can't activate their uh, uh, Ugin, Eye of Ugin, and then like cast something the next turn. Um, you know, in the later games, and it also is great against Miracles. Yeah, Eye of Ugin's so obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> I can see why I got banned. In so rude. Yeah, third place Dragon Stompy deck has four Sin Prodder, which I always thought was interesting for this kind of deck. So that's like a reverse Dark Confidant, where you reveal a top card, <laughs> yeah, and uh, if your opponent either lets you put it in your hand, uh, or they take damage equal to its converted mana cost, and uh, it goes into your graveyard. So, whatever, I think it's cool. Um, oh, but this we is got the a Blood Moon deck, okay, deck, right? Yeah, the fourth place deck, right? The Ad Nauseam Lands deck? Yeah. I think this deck is great when someone just, like, top eights with a crazy deck. This and you're just a... looking at it like, first of all, it's it's called Ad Nauseam Lands. There are 29 lands. There are three Mox Diamonds. <laughs> and like, and I, that, that took me, like, a minute to untangle. I, I can't figure out why. Any deck that plays Zoran Orb is, is all right in my book. Yeah, so it looks like what's going on at this deck um, is uh, we will post a link to Nightware in the show notes so you can see the list. I don't know if we want to copy it exactly, but it's there. Uh, this deck plays Chalice of the Void, right? So it's got four Ancient Tomb, three Mox Diamond, and four Chalice. So it's it's trying to get a Chalice down. And then it looks like its plan is to Cunning Wish or uh, Ad Nauseam to draw a lot of its deck which has a lot of zero-mana artifacts. There's four Mishras and Urza's Bobbles, uh, three Mox Diamonds, four Mox Opals, four Lotus Petals. And then there is a Grape Shot. Yeah, Grape so, Shot. Um, and the Cunning Wish the cunning wish board, there's a Lightning Storm, which is an instant uh, that is played in the uh, modern Ad Nauseam deck. So there's always that. He can also Cunning Wish for Fluster Storm, which must be just obnoxious. It is. I mean, I, I've I've played uh, I've played Cunning Wish before, and if you have Fluster Storm in, in your board, it is it is totally hilarious and totally obnoxious to your opponent. Yeah, and uh, if all that goes sideways, fourth Espion Stage, two Dark Depths. So, 
I'm not surprised this deck did well. It's it's I, I I don't know what I would do against it. Like I don't know what cars are commonly appear in sideboards that are good against it. But uh, I think it's a cool deck. Yeah, it's so when I first saw this deck, I definitely thought that the idea for this deck was that uh, you draw a bunch of lands because you're playing a lands deck. I had no idea that this was mm-hmm. uh, that this was a deck that the idea was to uh, storm off. I was like, oh, where's the mana bonds in this deck so that you can drop your entire hand after drawing like twenty cards? There are only five cards in this deck with a casting cost over over zero. Four Cunning Wish and... Oh, I'm sorry, six. One Ad Nauseam, four Cunning Wish, one Grape Shot. Like, you literally cannot kill yourself off Ad Nauseam. You can draw your entire deck. That's such a, it's such a weird deck. Uh, congrats to Brian Holt. Uh, yeah, fourth place. Hoyt, Brian Hoyt for, uh, for coming up with this deck one, too. Just, what a weird deck. <laughs> you know, like, right? you, you, you did well enough to place in this tournament you walked away with what do you walk away with a taiga you got or, two force of will two force of will that's pretty good for a, yeah. t- what is what is a monstrously weird brew so he's got five six cards with a casting cost which means that everything else is zero and he has four Tolario west so i mean that just does everything right um two maze of Ith and a tabernacle for some defense caracas bozechu um I would I would love to know how if how he won the most often. I wonder if he just like straight up grape shot at people, or he just like made merit lage, or he ever cutting wish for lightning storm and then discarded all of his lands to lightning storm. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Cool deck. I I would I love to see stuff like that. Last night I was trying to convince my friend who plays painter that he should play the card reap. Um, you know what Reap does from Tempest? I feel like Reap is a anti-black sideboard card. It was yeah. You can it's a one in a green instant. You can return as many cards from your graveyard to your hand as black permanents that your opponents control. Amazing! I can't believe yeah. I was able to pull that out of my head. Great job! Yeah, <laughs> I, I had just heard of I just heard about there's apparently there's an old deck called Reap Lace where you would death lace their stuff. Then use Reap, get your Death Lace back. Death Lace, more stuff. Use another Reap to get the Lace and the first Reap back. Death Lace. Reap again. Uh, you just you know just keep getting all your cards back. Um, and then you have to use a Lion's Eye Diamond to generate infinite mana. I don't know. But I feel like Slight of Mind would have been just such a better idea. Uh, you could Slight yeah, of Mind the card as you're casting it and cha- change the color it's, t- it's saying. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. <laughs> Definitely for sure, but... Uh, Remember Sleight of Mind? That card was the best. <laughs> yeah, uh, it used to be able to to uh, change your uh, your knight's protection. Yeah, not to mention your Northern Paladin. Oh yeah, Northern Paladin. <laughs> as far as like old school combos are concerned. Right? Could you imagine if Painter was in like Legends? Because <laughs> the the color hosters were so much more devastating back then. Yeah. <laughs> well. What's uh so you're playing tomorrow night? Yeah, I'm gonna play tomorrow night. Uh I guess I'm going with this uh with this new rug brew. Gotta find yourself four Narnum Renegades. Yeah, that that's not hard. I think I bought a box that I should have at least three of them in there. Maybe Yeah. Yeah. I uh I'm gonna try and play there's a there's a win a box, a legacy win a box on Saturday here. I'm gonna try and see if uh I can get through more than three rounds with this black deck. Awesome. I, I just I'm just 
surprised that I mean, I'm surprised that it's good. I'm surprised that it's been pretty consistent. Like Chrome Mox in a monocolor deck is so unfair. <laughs> like turn one Dark Confidant, your turn. All right. Yeah, especially with Dark <laughs> Confidant. Like yeah, that's that's just replacing the card that you had to exile anyhow. Yeah. Right. All right, man. Anything else for this week? I think I think that's oh. it. Uh, we should mention that uh, we are on Patreon. That's what um, I was yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Patreon slash Eternal Dirtles. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you are willing to uh, help us out with the podcast, uh, we've got some rewards over there for you. And uh, we're working on some uh, some other rewards coming up real soon, too. Some, uh, some raffles and stuff that we're going to give away some cards. Yeah, stay tuned in March. We'll probably start announcing that then when I'm done with uh, this horrifying week of hell from work and uh, and I'm able to actually help you because I feel bad that you do it all by yourself. But <laughs> thank you, Zach. <laughs> no problem, man. All right. So, right. yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good one. Stop, stop, animal stuff. Can you see animal stuff? It's never good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop, stop, animal stuff. Where does he get those wonderful toys?